Hi, welcome to Life and Application. I'm your host, Jay Huey, and this is my co-host, Jason Bjerke. Um, on tonight's podcast, I'm going to be asking a, a question that's uh, it's very popular right now, and that's um, protesting. Okay. A- as a Christian, when should we protest or should we even protest? And not only am I talking about marching or picking up a sign or whatnot, but I'm also talking about like the online protests that you see all the time, especially with COVID for the online stuff or mask or marching, you can be women's rights, LGBTQ, um, BLM. There's multiple things that people are protesting right now across America. So I'm curious as a Christian, what, what does God have to say about this? Well, that's a really good question and one that's probably pretty appropriate considering that there's protests going on every day. I'm sure there's a website that you can go to that you type in something that you like or don't like and they'll generate a uh, location for you to go protest. Absolutely. Right. But, you know, my question first would be, you know, what is, what are you defining as a protest? Because I think sometimes people have different definitions of that. So I just want to make sure we're talking the same, the same thing. My definition of a protest would be when you're in opposition to what the general mass is for. Okay. So whether it be um, abortion or Black Lives Matter or police brutality or um, mass mandates or whatnot, uh, we'll just look at COVID for right now. If you look at the vast majority of people, I think we're up to almost 70% of people in America have been vaccinated. Um that go along with mass, but there's people protesting against that. So I guess when you're going against what is traditionally the, um, what most people agree with. Yeah. So I I guess there's two things that are going on here. One, you know, there's mandates that are made by the government that people like, or people that they, they don't like. And then, you know, there's like what you're saying, you know, where the Majority of the people feel one way or another about something, so they want to go and they want to protest that. I think one of the things that we want to be very careful of is that when we read the scripture, you know, when we look to see what, <clears throat> excuse me, what the Bible says about that, there's a very different form of protest that's done in the Bible than what we see today. Now, it's important to remember that you know the bible says that god loves justice or one right in the book of james it tells us that pure and undefiled religion is this taking care of the widows and the orphans so even back then the groups that were marginalized the most the widows and the orphans you know god wanted the christians to look out for them and then in micah 6 8 it tells us what does god require of us well to do justice Right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. And so throughout Scripture, it's been the responsibility of believers to look out for those who have been marginalized, to look out for those who society has left behind and outcast and you know, pushed to the side. All right, so let me ask you a question. If you take, going by what you just said, that, that is the fundamental... Um, idea behind Black Lives Matter is that they feel they were marginalized and mm-hmm. they feel that they were oppressed and they're, you, they're definitely not marching that other people don't matter. They're just saying right now we don't matter. And I, 
one of the things that frustrates me is people go, well, what about this or what about that? And I hate what about ism that we've come to make in America. But, um, but you see a lot of, a lot of pushback from the Christian community, especially the Christian community on like Black Lives Matter. So if your friend came up and asked you, he's going to go march in Black Lives Matter. Are, are you going to support your friend as a fellow Christian, as a brother in Christ, or how how are you going to handle that situation? My my question to him would be, you know, everything that you do and say should light the path to Christ. And I would ask my friend, you know, marching in this, are you lighting the path to Christ? Are you bringing people to the saving knowledge of Christ? Because one of the things that, that we forget is that in Scripture, in Acts 19, you know, Paul showed up in Ephesus. And Ephesus was a, you know, a pagan city. They worshipped Artemis, and it was the cult center of Artemian worship. They had a temple built to her. That they had the whole month of April right, was for Artemis. And they had games, and they had banquets, and they had sacrifices. And they've been doing this for 900 years. They built shrines, they, they built little silver gods to her, and they would sell them. Well, the silver, silver god makers were going bankrupt. Well, why were they going bankrupt? Was it because Paul and the apostles were picketing the silversmiths and marching around their facility and canceling them on social media and doing all those things? No. The reason why they were going out of business is because people were getting saved. And so... The way that they affected change in their culture was by identifying the problem and then introducing Jesus to the problem, changing their hearts, and God changes everything after that. All right, so my follow-up question to you would be, then, then how do you, as a Christian, how do you approach someone that on social media is is using the social media platform as a negative connotation. They're, like you just said, they're, they're not making that a light. They're, they're actually making it a darkness. And right now, if you look at um, the media has really jumped on that bandwagon mm-hmm. to use that as a tool to badmouth Christians. Even though, and then people will say, well, that's not their heart. I'm like, well, you know, if, if you're posting it online, it's not like you someone had a gun to your head, you know, like... This is who you are. You might not want to like who you're admitting to, but so how do you as a Christian help lead people who are who want to use protest as a tool instead of using it as to light the path to Christ? Well, a good question. You know, I always tell people, you know, what Jesus said was what comes out of your mouth comes from your heart. And so we have to admit that at times you know, we, we fall and we make mistakes and we say things that we regret and we should apologize for those. Absolutely. I think that, you know, the Bible tells us to be, you know, wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And so when people post things on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, you know, whatever, social media, you know, they'll post a picture of like, you know, the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, right? Or you know, Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton or whatever. And they'll say, describe this person in three words. 
And of course, some of the things that come on there from people that you know claim to be Christians just boggle my mind. But I always like to answer those, you know, with three words, you know, loved by Christ. You know, things like that. And that gets people to really think that, you know, they are loved by Christ. And, you know, we, we can sit at our computer and, you know, we can, you know, insult people and we can slam people. But that's not going to do anything. You can be right. You can be 100% right. And what you're saying about, you know, they, they could be 100% wrong in their position on something and you could be 100% right. But if you don't approach it with love, then what does Paul say? You know, 1 Corinthians 13, right? You're just like a noisy gong that no one wants to listen to because you have no love. Right. And I, one of the sad things I, I find is um, growing up in a Christian household and Christian school and church and whatnot is... The, the story you just told about they, they changed the city by being the light. Mm-hmm. You know, by they, they didn't go after the silver makers. They actually went just preaching. That's like right. God handled the rest. And I think um, we, and, and this is the whole reason why we started this podcast, because um, these are one of the things that I, I heard the story, but it was just breezed over. Mm-hmm. Like the, the application of that story right there has got to be one of the top applications in the Bible about being the light. Like, let, let God handle the hearts of all the other people. That's right. And just do what I tell them. So I, I'm really glad that you brought that story up, and I was hoping you were going to, because um, I really think that that's the application. Like, um, too many people, like we, as a society, especially Christians, we, we are granted this great tool to witness from our home called the Internet. Right, and, and and we've not used it for for the powerful tool that it could have been, and and, and it still can be. And I, and you know, the whole reason why we're doing this podcast is so we can reach more people. And um, so I'm really glad you brought that that story up. But how is a Christian to go one step further when when you see a Christian brother or family member or someone that's that's posting on social media? or protesting just verbally to anyone who will listen. And they're, and they're kind of being a darkness, I guess. They're, they're, they're definitely not leading people towards the light of Christ. How, how do you approach them? I mean, how, how are we supposed to go to them on that, those kind of issues? Yeah, and that's a good question. I think the, the first thing that Scripture teaches is that we need to be praying for them and praying that you know God will be convicting them and showing them through Scripture how they should be acting. That's that's number one. I think number two, I think um, there are times where it's appropriate where we maybe call them out privately on that, not on social media in front of everyone, but we go and we talk to them privately. And we just say, you know, is that comment going to further the cause of Christ or is it going to, you know, hamper hamper the cause of Christ? And I think that you know, what we forget is that, you know, we as Christians have a great responsibility. And, you know, we have to realize that, you know, Jesus has told us that the world is going to hate us. He didn't say that they might hate you. They're not going to like you very much. He said they will hate you. I think people forget that. That's right. And 
we're not to protest that. We're not to complain against that. We're just to still be Christians. And Acts chapter you know, 4 and Acts chapter 5, the apostles get arrested for preaching the gospel of Christ. In Acts chapter 4, Peter and John were arrested because they healed someone, right? And so they go before the, you know, the, it was the, you know, the Sanhedrin, which, you know, really controlled the city outside of Rome. Rome only came in if there was a major issue that had to be addressed. Otherwise, they let the Jewish leaders, you know, control everything. And the Jewish leaders said, you're not allowed to preach in the name of Jesus. You can't do this anymore. And Peter and John, they said, we understand what you're saying, but we're going to obey God on this matter. And we understand, you know, that there's going to be consequences for that, and we're willing to accept those. See, and I think that's um, something that people forget um, as a whole, is that there are consequences for our decisions. Of course. And like you said earlier, you, you can be right, but was it worth it? And you know, in that example you just gave, them following Christ's command was what they were going to do. Right. And but they knew the consequences; they were going to be jailed or even killed. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the time of back then. So, um, one of the things that I know because of my nature, <laughs> um, especially being you know argumentative, um, I like to help God out. So I think a lot of my online protests or verbal protests have been me trying to help God out. And I think um, right now there's a lot of Christians that are trying to help God out. And they feel that they're, they feel that Christianity is being attacked. And even though, you know, and you, and you just hit on a little bit, and I want you to expound on this when I'm done. But, you know, Christianity has been being attacked since the beginning of time. I mean, it's never not been an attack. I mean, when you read the Old Testament, I mean, they're always at war. I mean, it was always getting attacked um, all the way through the New Testament through today. And I think too many times we get caught up in, in um, trying to help God out. Like, we need to be his messenger on this issue. And so my question is, when are we to be God's messenger? Or when are we to be God's mouthpiece? Are we never just supposed to be God's mouthpiece? And... Are we only ever supposed to preach the gospel and let God handle everything else? Or are there times when we do need to step in and stand for our rights or stand for our beliefs? Yeah, and that's a good question. And, you know, I might have a clarification point coming up. But I think, you know, we understand that, you know, Jesus said that the world will hate us. So if people feel that, you know, Christianity is not being attacked, then they're either you know, not aware of what's going on, or they're just being, you know, insincere, or they're not living their Christian life, you know, openly in front of people, because it's supposed to be attacked. And we need to be aware of that, but we need to be okay with that, because, you know, Jesus has said, but, you know, at the end of that, he says, but be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. So that's given us our hope. And, you know, the whole thing is that, you know, we are to be the light. And you know that right in the morning, as soon as you wake up, if someone flips on the light, you're not happy. Right? Absolutely. Right? So it offends you. It does. And the light will offend people as well. The Bible says that, you know, people love darkness because it covers their, their evil deeds. 
They don't want their evil deeds exposed by the light. Your light can be done by what you say and by what you do. And so when we speak the truth of the gospel, people will either be offended by that light or, or they'll be saved by that light because it'll point them towards the path of Christ. Wait, but when, when are you or are you ever required to stand up? So say you're at a workplace. Your job says, all right, starting next week, you can't have any religious paraphernalia on your desk. And you've had your Bible on your desk for years. Um, you know, and that's a work rule. You, you need your job. Do you, do you protest that? I mean, do you, or do you render to Caesar that which is Caesar's? I mean, when, when does God require us to stand up and, or not? I mean, I, I, I know that's kind of a out there question, and it's a hypothetical, and I understand that, you know. Well, it's not too hypothetical. It's not too out there. I would say there's two types of people that would, you know, hear that statement, right? You know, you can't have any religious paraphernalia on your desk. There are Christians who would go out and say, no one's telling me what to do. Go out and buy a Bible just to put it on their desk and protest. Then you have a Christian who's always had their Bible on their desk for the last so many years, 10, 15 years, and they're the ones that have to make the real decision. And, you know, if it were me, you know, and I, I do have a Bible, you know, in my office, and I, I, I keep it in there. And if they came and said, you know, no, no Bibles are allowed in the offices, I would keep it there. Um, not because I was trying to be a jerk, but because that's important to my faith. And I want people to know that, you know, I'm willing to take a stand for that. And they may say, well, if you don't move it, you know, we're, we're going to terminate you. I would say I understand that. I accept your decision, but I'm not going to, you know, take my Bible away because I keep telling people that, you know, the, the, the Christian faith is important and it is the thing that will set you free. And if I'm not willing to take a stand for it, then everyone is going to think, yeah, it's not, it's not that important after all. And I think they would fall back into the not being the light. Right. Um, so... I guess I want to end on, on this, and, and, and this is the part about the life and application that I, I really want to drill home is uh, when Jason was talking earlier about th there's more than one way to, to view a situation, but God only has one way. And uh, when, when they were preaching and let the silversmiths go out of business because people were turning to the Lord, the Lord's plan was done without any protest or whatnot. That, that's the application that I think if, if people really look more at being the light of the path, and even like you, the example you just said with your Bible, that you'd rather be the light to the other people in the office knowing that that's something that you stand for than the darkness knowing that, you know, maybe Jason's a fake Christian or maybe he's, right. you know. So I, I'd, I'd like you to close with just talking about or any verses or anything that goes along with that that being the light because I think we really forget and the protest is regardless of what the protest is uh, I think we get caught up in the moment instead of thinking about how can I be the light to this person that's that is feels that way like I, obviously they feel that way and that's their own feelings they're allowed to have those but how can I be the light to that person yeah and I will I, I just you know it's interesting because the story in Acts that I shared 
there was a protest, but it wasn't by the believers. It was by the silversmiths who were going out of business. They actually protested against the apostles that were there because they were furious that they were losing all their money. So very interesting that the people that were doing the protesting and whipping everybody up into a frenzy, it was the you know, the non-believers that were trying to, you know, get their way. And I think a lot of times, you know, we have to realize that in some situations, we have to give up our right. You know, the Bible says, you know, Jesus is telling people, you know, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And I think there's a lot of times where Christians just need to say, you know what, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of being a light, I'm going to you know, keep my mouth shut. Well, I want to end it here, but um, one of the things I want to say to all the viewers is you, you're going to hear us talk a lot about the, the light. And I, I think that's the biggest application that um, Christians have missed is being that light. And I also want you to submit any questions that you might have on our questions, and Jason's going to try and answer them to the best of his knowledge. And um, I really appreciate everyone who's tune in to watch us. So thank you and have a great night. See ya.